0: From the Boston Globe, this is Rhode Island Report. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. Welcome back to the podcast where we bring you big conversations from our very small state. What does it mean to be two-spirit? A new documentary captures what that experience is like for one member of the Narragansett tribe. The film, Being Thunder, tells the story of Sharente Harris, a teenager who's navigating life, school, and dance competitions. Sharente is now a student at Brown University and the Rhode Island School of Design. She's taking a minute from her studies today to talk about the film, gender expression in indigenous communities, and more. That's after this quick break. Welcome back. I'm here with Sharente Harris, the subject of a new documentary called Being Thunder. Sharente is a member of the Narragansett Indian Tribe and a student at Brown University in the Rhode Island School of Design. Thank you for joining us. Winnie Kisak, thank you for having me. Sharente, in this film you talk about being two-spirit. For people who don't know, can you explain what that term means and where it comes from? Two-spirit
1: is an umbrella term that is used across Indian country today to speak about Indigenous people that are LGBTQ+. So across Turtle Island, what we now call America, Indigenous people accepted and often honored their LGBT people in their community. All of those ways of understanding LGBT people is unique to different tribes, but the word Two-Spirit allows us to express how our identity, our sexuality, our gender expression is inextricable from our traditions, our roles within ceremony and in our communities. In my language, I would call myself either nisa or no Ashba, which means he who is effeminate. That is how I would regard myself.
0: The documentary follows you as you take part in dance competitions. So set the scene for us. What roles do the competitions play in Narragansett culture?
1: So the Narragansett tribe is known for having the oldest recorded powwow in our nation's history. Of course, many tribes' traditional ceremonies have played a part into the melting pot of what is the contemporary powwow. But the word powwow actually comes from Narragansett, and it is pawwa which is our word for a medicine person, who would reside over our traditional Thanksgiving celebrations, of which we had 13 in our lunar calendar. And so during these celebrations, we would give thanks in many ways, but one of the chief ways was through dance. And when we look at our dancers today, the best dancers are out there giving thanks. Um, And I've always been taught that when we dance, it is a form of prayer and thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I understand your mother and father accomplished dances also. What have they taught you about dance?
1: They've taught me that we never dance trying to be the best or trying to win, that when we dance, we dance for those that have danced before us, those that cannot dance, our elders and We dance to teach the young ones that will come. I began dancing before I was born in my mother's womb and then being carried out in the circle by my mother. And having champion dancers that came before me teaching dance classes to our tribal community and to neighboring tribal communities instilled in me a sense of the sacredness of dance, that it should be shared.
0: The, the film shows the dance competition seemed to be separated into two gender categories. How did you choose which category to compete in, and how did the two dance categories differ?
1: There are many styles of dance, and you're correct that the dances are usually split between male and female dances. Being that I was biologically sex male at birth, I began dancing as an Eastern War dancer, which was the traditional style of my father. And the Eastern War Dance tells the stories of our men when they go out hunting or out to battle. When I came out as Two-Spirit, I realized that I would not be truly giving thanks for all that I am if I hid this part of myself. And so by sharing this with my tribal community through dance, I decided to become a fancy shawl dancer, which was the traditional style of dance my mother practiced. The fancy shawl dance is an interesting shift from the Eastern War dance because the fancy shawl dance is one of the most contemporary styles of dance in intertribal powwow dance today. It was created during the women's rights movement and in many ways I see it as a dance of liberation. The original women had to persist through a lot of backlash and resistance as they started doing this new style of dance. And I feel in the same way, I dance this dance for the liberation of my two-spirit community to remind our community that we need a place in our sacred dance circle and within our ceremonies.
0: The film showed you taking part in at least two dance competitions. What happened with the judges?
1: For years, I was basically not allowed to compete in the dance circle. The first time that I went out to dance, right before my competition, I was told that I would have to take off my number and that I would not be able to dance with the girls. All of the girls that were in my category knew of my situation, and they all accepted me and supported me. It was actually a small group of people that mostly consisted of older men that had an issue with me dancing. Even though I was told that I could not compete, I still went out and danced anyways. I was told horror stories by my parents and my grandmother of two spirit people before me that had danced. Everything would be stopped and they would actually be kicked out of the circle and told to leave and humiliated in front of everyone. It's said that when it goes out of fashion to oppress people one way, they find another way to oppress people. And so it had gone out of fashion for them to drag me out of the circle in front of everyone. So what they did instead was secretly tell all of the judges that they were not allowed to judge me like the rest of the girls. And this upset a lot of the judges because they felt that it was their Decision to decide, knowing who I was and that I was two spirit, whether or not it would be fair to judge me. And there was a tremendous protest that happened. So much backlash came at the powwow committees and the tribal councils that had allowed this to happen to allow me to be discriminated against that in the end it was decided that. I would be treated like everyone else. And slowly but surely, I I managed to place... uh, It it began with a single judge who had been told not to judge me. They took that as not to judge me for who I am. And I ended up placing fourth, I think. And once I was seen and once I was visible more and more people started to realize, you know, what was happening to me. And when this grand protest happened, the tribal council of one of these tribes actually came to my home and did a ceremony to kind of bridge that gap that had been created between us.
0: So it sounds like it's begun to make a difference in your Community, did I read it's also changed the perspective of indigenous communities elsewhere?
1: Yes. I have been reached out to by people across not only Turtle Island, but across the globe. Young people that somehow have heard of my story, what I've gone through, but also the change I've been able to make. It has inspired them to be themselves. When I was asked to be a head dancer at Dartmouth Powwow, I was shocked by how many young people were coming up to me and telling me that they started to make a regalia for themselves after hearing about me and feeling like it was finally safe for them to be themselves in a space where they did not feel safe. Shortly after all of my controversy, the sweetheart couple, Sean Snyder and Adrian, they went out and danced in a sweetheart couple's dance. They also were discriminated against because they were a gay couple and were told that they could not compete in the category, but they went out anyways. And they now are doing stellar things. When I was invited to Bates to be a head dancer, which is the Bay Area two-spirit powwow, I was able to meet so many young people and elders that talked about how they had loved ones that wanted so badly to do what I was doing but couldn't because the world wasn't ready yet. So I'm constantly humbled by the fact that what I have done is not anything new. And it's only possible because of community, of family, and all the people that have held me up.
0: Yeah, I was struck in the movie by the support you've received from your parents. Tell us about them and how much of a difference that's made.
1: If my parents were not so connected to our traditional ways of life, I very likely would not be here today. It is so important that The parents of young two-spirit people, the parents of young LGBT people, realize how important it is above all to love your children. Just love your children. And it will allow them to blossom and grow. If I did not have my parents instilling in me that being two-spirit was not something strange, but that it was actually something special, that I should honor each and every part of myself, as opposed to being ashamed of it. If I didn't have that, then I would be a very different person. So I'm forever thankful.
0: The film references the history of how two-spirit people in indigenous communities have been supported, it sounded like. Are, are, are they more or less accepting than in the past?
1: Our people, the Narragansett, and many other people on the East Coast are people of first contact. The Narragansett in particular were one of the peoples that was encountered by Giovanni de Verrazzano in the 1500s, who was the first European to record his journey to North America. And it is unfortunate that because of that first contact, our people have endured hundreds and hundreds of years of attempted genocide and forced assimilation. All of this oppression has left wounds in us to this very day. And that intergenerational trauma is a disease that has colonized Our minds, to an extent, unfortunately, and many people in our community are filled with the sickness of homophobia and transphobia, something that was so foreign to our people. And the only way that we can heal from that is through ceremony. And that's why our two-spirit people were so sacred. In our culture, the circle is extremely sacred, for it has no beginning and no end. And our two-spirit people are very much like the circle in that they bridge the great spectrum that is all of creation. And they remind the people through our ceremonies that we are all relations, and that is not just literal family. It's not just all human beings, but it is all. All creation is our relations, and when we remember that, we see ourselves in the world around us, and we honor it as we would ourselves.
0: Where can people see Being Thunder?
1: People can see Being Thunder on streaming services like Amazon Prime. They can see it on Vudu. Being Thunder has been a tremendous success. We just recently were uh, had in. Uh, reviews in the New York Times and with IndieWire, and I hope that everyone goes and sees Being Thunder.
0: What difference do you hope the documentary makes?
1: First and foremost, I hope that the documentary brings the Narragansett people back into the minds of Americans and people across the globe. We traditionally were the most powerful people in this region, and today we are like an endangered species. The documentary began as a story about a Narragansett. Stephanie did not even know that I had these ambitions to fancy shawl dance. It then became a story about a two-spirit person, and then it became a story about a two-spirit person who dared to dance. So I hope it also serves as a beacon for all of those young people that feel like they can't do what their heart yearns for them to do. Always listen to that spirit within you because that is when prayer will come.
0: Sharanti Harris, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thank Rhode Island Report is a production of the Boston Globe in collaboration with Rhode Island PBS. Today's episode was produced by Megan Hall, Carlos Munoz, and Scott Hellman. Audio mixing and mastering by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. Our music is from APM. And if you like the podcast, do us a favor, follow the show, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. I'm Ed Fitzpatrick. See you next week.